This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Jackson's there, Billy Head, a goal, Chris Billy Huddersfield Town. The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Town. Rupian Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the flame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. Stephen Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Good evening and welcome to episode 140 of the Andy Takes That Chance podcast, filmed in front of a live YouTube studio audience. Written off by everybody, including most of uh, us on this podcast, at the start of the season, Huddersfield Town have defied the odds and the critics to secure a place in the playoffs come the end of the 46-game season, with only two defeats in their last 25 games. A fantastic achievement, and with myself, Matt Shaw, to lord in the glory this week, are veterans of nine playoff campaigns as supporters, and a few as a player. I've got the cause, the pause, and Phil Senior. Good evening, everyone. Evening, Matthew. Hey, Matt. We all are good. We all good. We're in there. Fantastic. Uh, right before we get going, let's just say, Cosy, uh, you had a good, you had good fun the other day at Magic Rock, didn't you? Down there, you went down and yeah. took a uh, took a photo of yourself, tweeted about yourself, and uh, you know from the pod account, which was uh, you know funny. Um, I have a classmate. Yeah, I think. Uh, Obviously, the Slubber's Arms has uh, closed down as well. So I think there's a lot of people going there pre-match. So it was really busy and, uh, yeah, really good. Uh, obviously, all the town memorabilia up there as well. It feels like a proper, like, uh, pre-match bar. Obviously, it should be going a little bit more and really and that as well. But it's, uh, yeah. And then to crown it all, Matt, that photo I put on of, of there, I got Alex Vallejo, uh liked it, mate. How good's that? Do you remember him? He used to play Brunsfield back. Pause, you jigged him with that song you don't know. But he had held it against us in... Uh, yeah, town lag is available. What a place that is. So, yeah, when you're there, playoff semi-final, Magic Rock Brewing, don't go anywhere else. And that's 10% off as well, online orders, if you use AHTTC10. 
Um, so you'll get that from us as well. So we'll move on to Huddersfield Town 2, Barnsley 1. The game itself, uh, Rhodes, Jordan Rhodes on the spot again. Um, fantastic delivery from Daniel Sinani. Uh, some controversy maybe with the goal, but it looks uh, to have come off the Barnsley defender and Rhodes is uh, correctly allowed that goal there. So typical Jordan Rhodes goal on the spot. Um, and then a lovely move for the second as well. A great ball from Sinani again. You know, good movement from between him and Dwayne Holmes. And then the ball in and Toffolo, the goal machine lately. Three goals in five games, slid in at the far stick and, and slotted it in. You know, a, re- a decent first half. Town did what they had to do. Uh, all good there. Um, pause. The fr- Daniel Sinani is a bit of a frustrating figure for many, isn't he? He's, um, you know, technically, well, he's got one and a half assists, if you like. Um, they don't usually give it, do they, if it comes off a defender? Um but other than that, quite quiet, uh, taken off at halftime. Um, but his left foot is, is a really key component of Huddersfield Town, isn't it? Yeah, I like him, to be fair, Matt. I think he's one of those players that can be, as you say, frustrating because he kind of drifts not only in and out of the game that he's playing at the present time, but between games as well. Uh, in in 20-minute spells and then kind of and kind of goes missing. Um, but then he'll pop up and, and put a decent ball in or, you know, uh, make something happen. So, like, a lot of frustration sometimes with um, with Sinani. But obviously I knew you were going to sort of question me, so I did what all good pundits do and did a little bit of research for us. Uh, and he's, he's probably played and probably done a little bit more than, than, than people think. So he's 68% um, starting 11 for us, which is, you know, quite a decent amount. It is interesting, though, he's only actually played 90 minutes 10 times so he does tend to get subbed which kind of sometimes you think is that because he's drifting in and out of games is he not having the influence that that he want that we need him to have um or is it just simply sometimes getting some fresh legs on and change uh, in regards to personnel but um yeah i like him six goals for assists uh, interestingly these, these are all taken from transfer market by the way so if they are wrong believe them not me um, 17% goal participation. So out of the 60 goals that we've scored, he's, he's been involved in 10.2 of those, uh, which for a, a midfielder, being involved in 10, 10 goals is is not a bad return, I don't think. Uh, so yeah, although frustrating, uh, I think if you didn't have somebody like Sober Thomas, who was absolutely ripping it apart and, and playing ridiculously well, so now he might be held in a little bit more high regard. Um, I was talking to somebody and they, they described it and I thought it was quite a good description actually they sort of said um, they don't know what he does really but when he's not there you notice that he's not there um, and I think that's that's kind of testament to how he, um, he's not one to fly around and you know run unnecessary um, he puts a shift in, don't get me wrong but he's not that sort of player where you notice him all the time because he's like Lewis O'Brien for example who's proactive in getting about the pitch and, and you know putting in tackles and carrying the ball. So now he's more what I'd class as like a smart player. He pops up in the right areas at the right time and finds a space uh, in between that that line of attack and, and midfield. And you, you probably don't notice him as much, but like I say, when he's not there, you notice it a little bit more. So I think he's he's one of those that probably deserves a little bit a little bit more credit. You know, he's he's still well, I suppose he's 25, so that's probably not young these days in football. It's more like middle-aged, I suppose. But it's, it's first time playing at a level like he has, uh, like he is for town. Obviously, he's down at Norwich, but not got that much game time down there. He's come to us in the first full season at championship level. I, I think he's I think he's done really well. Pause, I thought you were uh, uh, describing I... Phil there. You don't know you don't know what he does, but when he's not there, 
you miss out. <laughs> <laughs> on podcast. You know, as if there's no keeper, cousin. <laughs> yeah, probably me, really. <laughs> no, I think he. I think he's one of those that is. He's a valuable member of the squad. I think out of him um, and the other two, Karoma and Holmes, that are playing similar positions, uh, I think he's, he's the best choice of, of the three. And obviously, Thomas starts every game when he's when he's fit. Uh, interestingly, he's not had any major injuries either, as Sanani, which is which is a good uh, a good thing. Um, so he's reliable. You know, he's always available. So yeah, probably one of those that do. Um, alternative to top, obviously left footer and a you know right footer putting different different sorts of in swingers out swingers and um, yeah set pieces have been a, a vital part of Huddersfield Town's success this season and uh, without someone like Sanani being there to put that ball in you know we might not be where we are so Oz, what's ca- he's from Luxembourg what's the capital of Luxembourg I remember this from junior school what is the capital of Luxembourg Pause. is it is it just Luxembourg. Yeah, oh, you yeah, there you go. Right. geography here. <laughs> You've done me. That was part of his research as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, look at that. Actual research. Look, Luxembourg. <laughs> right would you, yeah, would you press the button? Would you probably a little bit. Go on, sorry, mate. Would you uh, press the button? Because obviously, Huddersfield Town have got the option in the summer. Um, would you turn that permanent? Uh, I think obviously it depends if it's a pre-agreed price or anything like that. Like I think he's valued at nine hundred thousand on the transfer market. So if it were anything around about that, I don't think you're going to get much better in in real, you know, in these in these times where players move for ridiculous money. I think a million pounds would be a shrewd investment. And uh, interestingly enough, when I were doing my uh, excellent research, there were uh, I found an article that were written by a Fulham fan who was suggesting that you know Sanani might be. Uh, a good option for them to buy uh, in Premier League. So oh, yeah, you might want to have a look at that guy and see if he knows Daniel Sinani. Matt, would you buy it? And would you buy man? And you cannot answer. Depends what division we're in. You cannot answer that. <laughs> would you buy it? Depends what price it is. Can I do that hey. one instead? <laughs> if it's if it's like Paul says, under a million, then I don't think you're going to do much better. And sometimes it's better the devil you know, isn't it? Um, you know he's got, he got that left foot delivery. You know he can whip a ball in and. You, you know what you're going to get from him. He, he may even be better once he's had a um, a preseason, you know, proper full preseason with Carlos as well, because he, he obviously didn't have that last year. So um, I think he could get better, Daniel Sinai. So I probably would at this stage, I think. But you, Cos? I like him, Matt. I think Potter's described him well there. Just, you know, it's the kind of player that I think he kind of, oh God, this sounds a bit, maybe a bit tight, really, for a lot of our squad, but. I think he just sums up our season really just Sinani in that like you say he does he's contributed so much but he doesn't like you don't go away out of the ground thinking wow Sinani were brilliant you know very rare I mean I think that Peterborough game may really go obviously scored that great goal that you know the other month down there but he's uh, he's, he just gets some of his job really doesn't he and that as well it's really effective but I've, I've skirted around it I've done a proper politician's answer on that as well but I think I like, yeah, I think I would get him. And, but I think below a million in, in today's, or around a million pound in today's market is decent. Even if we have to go again in the championship, I think he's an asset really in that as well. But I don't think he's ever going to be a massive crowd favourite. I know Pozzo sings, ain't nobody like Sinani and what have you. But I think to me, he's he's just a player, just as efficient. And yeah, I like him, but, you know, it's, uh, I think for value, for money, Matt, let's get him in. But even for the Premier League, you think, can he go up a notch in that as well? You probably think, 
maybe not, but why not get him in there? Norwich uh, would, I suppose, put t- twisting it round again. Norwich coming down again would. I know they've kind of given us that you know option to buy, but would they see him as a man who can kind of get them back into the Premier League? I, I think on what they've probably seen from him this season in the Township, I, I think they might think he's, he could be good for them. But obviously, and the balls are now caught, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Phil, Britain's got talent here. We've got you know three buzzers have been pressed. Uh, are you the fourth one as well? I think. I, I mean, I agree with what what you said. I think in terms of if if the price is right, I think. It, you know, I just I like him, but I just I feel like he just does enough um, in a position that he plays, and I think he's got to give us a little bit more. To be honest, um, he gets into good positions. Technically, he's sound. Um, I think his style would be suited to the Premier League. But I just think in the final third, I mean, the other night we were watching and the amount of times he got into good positions and it's that final ball. And, and for me, a couple of simple balls he could have just slotted in um, just wasn't quite there. And I think that's probably the, the, the most frustrating. And I think that's why fans come away and, and, and don't really talk that much about him because he does what he... I think the instructions really well which Carlos will like, which is probably why he's getting a lot of game time. But I just feel like when he gets into those positions, in the dangerous positions where we need a little bit more quality out of him, um, I don't think he offers enough at times. And I think that's probably why Norwich let him go. Um, so, you know, time will tell. Should someone like that, it might just click and, and that quality might come and, and it might be a real asset. And I think, like you say, I think that's, you know, if you're getting for the right price, premiership, where we stay down, et cetera, um, I think it'd be uh, you know a good signing for us because he does have the probably reason why we're not talking about him as much is because that little little bit of quality I think is just missing on that final ball. You give left, right, or even central really he could probably do a job as a tenant middle. I like, so. I like him on the right. I like him coming yeah. right. Me, I, I think I'd rather have Dwayne Holmes in the middle. Um, I think he, he's got that better option to turn. Um, turn the pocket and, and to drive at defenders uh, and it coming out from the right hand side but um, obviously Sauber's been doing a good job out there actually so but I, I also like Sauber at the left and he hasn't really played much on the left this year so um, yeah it's, it's a funny one isn't it but you know like you say I, it, I'm glad everyone's saying that, that, that you know they feel like he's done a good job because you know there's, there's a couple of people who, uh, who don't think that and I think it's because he, he does go through games unnoticed um, mm. whether that's a good thing uh, I'm not sure, but yeah. Someone, uh, someone's just put an interesting comment, uh, Jerry Hinnon, I think it is, on the, on the live uh, YouTube feed. He's just made a, a really good point, actually, because everybody, as we've all just said, you know, talking about how great Sarver Thomas is and how great he's been this season. He's, he's got a, a good stat on there that goals and assists per 90 minutes, Sarver's at 35, so a goal or assist every 35 minutes, and Sanan is at 34. So... You know, when you think of it like that, you, we all rave about Thomas because he's... And that's he's old. 0.34. Yeah, 0.34 and 0.35. sorry. Um, very so the very... very um, I've not got my specs on, so I can't see. Um, the very do you wear glasses? I do normally wear glasses, mate. Do you? I've never <laughs> seen you in glasses. Never actually seen you in glasses. No, I'd, no. Like to, I'd like to see. I don't wear that's them something I'd like to see, is that? <laughs> I might wear them next week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, as much as we rave about Saw, but that, that kind of, you know, marries him up pretty much bang on banging line. So, um, you know, I, can, I think I could imagine you in. I'm not going to let that go. Sorry, Paz. I could just imagine you in some sort of, sort of like really thin Sven Goran Eriksson type glasses. You, know, you can hardly see them. <laughs> rather than rather than some really thick black rim ones. I think you go for the sort of modest look, don't you? Yeah, how uh, 
how bad were they on Friday? I mean, they were perfect opposition for us without three major players. Absolute fodder. I mean, I know the bottom for a reason, but you'd think they'd want to show a bit of fight, go down fighting the last game, you know, on Sky, etc., etc. And they were absolutely awful, mm. weren't they? They were so bad. And and honestly, it's it was just perfect opposition because we could not have picked a better team. And I think their following summed up really what they think of their team and their seasons all. What it five hundred and eighty odd? It were they were it were pathetic and they were pathetic. They were awful, but just perfect for us. We could have an easy night. It was done at half time. We could all go to sleep second half, and probably most of us did. And yeah, they were awful. I don't expect to see them back up anytime soon. To be honest, they were bad. I don't know. They always do. They always do that, though, don't they? And then they always sort of creep back up the year after. And you think, and they, they pick players out from Forest Green and all over, don't they? And all of a sudden, and then they go and sell them, and then go back down again, don't they? And then sort of repeat, rinse and repeat. They're a strange, strange sort of side uh, Barnsley in terms of that. But I think what's we'll, we'll talk about the goal conceded as well because it was a decent strike. But how miffed did Lee Nichols look in that photo? You know where they're all oh, in the uh, the changing rooms. He's frothing, isn't he? absolutely <laughs> frothing you know we, we did take the foot off the gas completely second half didn't we it was it was dull uh let's be honest second half wasn't the brightest po- uh, you know because you said you'd had a skin full and even then you couldn't entertain yourself with you know all sorts going on and, and magic rock eyes as well obviously i'd be had a good drink but yeah it was just one of those where you were just wanting to you didn't want to go early, although a lot of people did, which, God, I don't want to rant about it, but incredible, really, to think that we should be celebrating. I just wanted to stay at the end to kind of show me appreciation for a brilliant season we got that playoff spot, but it were one of those, you just had to stick with it, didn't you, because it were just really poor, and as soon as you hit that shot at Barnsley, lad, you knew it were in it. One of those classics, wasn't it, where the time stood still and Nichols is watching it and you're thinking it's in there, but luckily, it well, not enough time for them to... Uh, kind of to do any damage really but it's uh, yeah it's just getting business done that's what we're good at doing this year we get we get business done just get not... shit done don't we, we just get shit yeah. done because that's what it's feel telling it if you're a new yeah and kind of watch it but i had no problems with it really and half efforts but to me what's the point with the job's done there's no point exerting ourselves yeah you want to ideally four or five and all that but this isn't a, what carlos does i just think we're very efficient very effective and it was just a professional job, to be honest. I can't handle the fact that it, when we, there's been a lot of talk about we can see games out and, um, we, you know, we've just sat back, Barnsley was shocking, um, it was a pretty easy game. I can't understand, from all the years I've played football, just to sit back and not attack. Um, I mean, I mean this, obviously, I don't know how, how much we're going to go into it now, but um, there was everything was played in front of Barnsley. They were poor. You've just said they were absolutely shocking. And everything was, in that second half, everything was played in front of Barnsley and we never actually turned them and got in their half. And and I just can't understand that you do... And that was from that was from the, 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 the word go in second half. And I can't understand how we wouldn't push on a little bit more and just test their keeper. Did we have a shot in the second half? And there was a really rubbish one from Rhodes, wasn't there? Well, not rubbish, but a really weak effort from Rhodes, which was on the turn. Um, a bit harsh saying rubbish, to be That's honest. That's how bad it was, I yeah. can't remember. And it, and it was just... It, you know, it's all about the result. I understand that, and sometimes you can't. But it, but it just seems to be a recurring theme that if if we are uh, settled into a to a result at home, we do sit back and and you know a couple more minutes. You know, they score that goal. What's to say in a couple more minutes time they could make another one? Um, and and I'm not I'm not expecting it to go out and go all out attack. No, not at all. But surely there's a way of getting in behind or or, or retaining the ball better and playing higher up the pitch than what we are doing. Um, Personnel, obviously Jordan Rhodes playing up front. He, he doesn't seem to 
to run the channels as much as what uh, Ward will. Uh, no Sorber, obviously the outlet, which which we have been using recently, which has been effective. Um, so maybe it was just the personnel that we had on the pitch. Um, I don't know, but it was just a little bit, a little bit more like hard work. I left early. I left early. Have a go him, Cosy. Have a go him. Have a go him, Cosy. Get into Bill, him. Were you, you <laughs> Sorry, Cosy. Left early. Off. Do you know what? You were slagging my performance, man. I rocked up to the game in my shorts. <laughs> oh, it, it was freezing, wasn't it? Was it was freezing. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Wind outside that tunnel, mate. What did Ken Davy used to say? It's always called at ticket office because of wind. Should have known, Phil. Experience. <laughs> right, let's let's move this on slightly, Phil. I'm going to stick with you, Phil, on this one because um, there's uh, there's a couple of things that I'd like to ask you, Phil, on this one. So we'll we'll stick with you. Um, so you've got the experience of the playoffs, experience of qualifying for the playoffs early as well, playing for a team that's qualified for the playoffs a little bit early. What's the mentality going to be now for Huddersfield Town? Do they now take their foot off a bit and you know give minutes to people they need to in the playoffs? You know, Scott High played 45 minutes up front. You know, um, it was a strange sort of sub, I thought, and hung him out a little bit. Um, although he did all right sort of in the five minute spell before and after him when he was in midfield. But, you know, the Scott High, Iting, Tino, we might need these players in the playoffs. Do you throw them in now for a couple of games, uh, get them up to speed? Um, what was it like in past squads, you know, when you've qualified before the last game? Um, or should we really go full throttle just in case Bournemouth, you know, commit Harry Carey on, as unlikely as that is? Uh, and, and also to uh, make sure we're home for the last game as well. I think, you, I think for me, you've got to win games. You've just got to win games. You've got to keep winning. Um, I don't buy into this or let's uh, let's let's finish here so we can play Luton or etc. I've got no time for that. You've just got to win games. You've just got to... You, the, with the building, like that picture that they took in the changing rooms with, with the bottles of beer in their hands or whatever, they celebrating together. What, what team spirit? Good. I'm glad they put that on social media. That's what it should look like. That's how our team should look like togetherness. And if you kind of take your foot off the pedal and we start tinkering with things, these lads do need game time, definitely, because you never know when they're going to be needed. And actually, when you look at it, people come like next, you know, X amount of games, he might be the player for us. He might be one of our leading players if something just, to, to, you know, twigs and, and he goes flying through. So I think you've got to, you've got to keep trying to win, as simple as that, and, and not looking into anything else. And I, and I don't think the players will be looking and thinking, oh, yeah, if we just take us foot off, that's we'll play Luton. Because we've seen it before. We came into the playoffs. It, it, as the bottom team and we ended up you know, going through so who's going to look at us and think oh let's pull Huddersfield out of the bag you're not going to do it in the playoffs because playoff football is totally different and anyone can win uh, and that's what's exciting about it that's what's sad about it as well at times when if you finish third place and you've got so many points and, and you, you falter to the team in, um, you know, in six it's, um, it's a bit of a killer isn't it but yeah T- two words two words Phil Pavel Abbott you know, Pavel you know, Pavel Cheltenham, wasn't it? When the, with the back pass, when Huddersfield Town finished, I think we ended up finishing fourth, didn't we? We should have finished third, and uh, Pav's back pass. Um... So, expert <laughs> opinion there. Oh, he's back. What that, Matt? Matt, that, Matt. I was saying two words, Pavel Abbott, wasn't it? We had Pavel Abbott at Cheltenham. Um, you know, we we, were, we finished fourth. We should have finished third, really, shouldn't we? Because we were good enough, and then. You know, there was the back pass and we finished fourth and I think we were quite comfortable fourth. You know, the top four teams, you know, four teams go up and, you know, we, we, we luckily enough got through the playoffs, but Lincoln, you know, made us uh, made us work for that, didn't they? Especially in the home game with 2-0 two, down, I think. Yeah, two, 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 two games, so whoever you're going to play, we're going to be tough. 
Um, like I say, I've, I've probably spoken about it before, my overarching rem- um, memory of the playoffs, but with how Jacko kind of um, approached it and the, the weird and wonderful things that we did before it. And, and like I say, it goes back to your team spirit and togetherness. And as long as you've got that going into the games, um, I think that's the biggest thing, really. So um, I'll take anybody, to be honest. As, we're, we're in the playoffs. I'm happy with that. You know, none of us would have thought that, would we? I think the thing for me is, though, we were missing like four. Well, Corona obviously not really done it this year, but probably four main starters on, yeah. on Friday. So to me now, if I'm a, a player on the fringe, I'm thinking, and I get my opportunity in the next two, whether it's going to, this place is on the bench, you know, maybe even, you know, kind of a wild card to start the playoff semi-final. So yeah. I think that's a, I think that's a beautiful thing. We have squad now and it is a squad. It's like, we're going to, there's going to be one or two unlucky cases, you know, Karuma might not make it as a, as a sub, you know, for the playoff semi. Someone might get unlucky. Car lighting, I mean, Tino's a weird one, really, because I, I thought that the Friday's night's game was perfect for him and, mm, you know, a I start, a, a first start. And I just wonder where he's even mentally, to be honest with you. I don't know. I agree. Carlos, yeah. yeah, Carlos might, I don't know, maybe something in training or maybe he won't quite fit. I don't know. He won't uh, start him. And I would even more stunned that he didn't come on and that as well. So it's, it's going to be fascinating. I think that's the beauty of our and the strength of our season that, there's so much competition now for places and if you'd have told me at the start of the match that the two subs that I'd have been on was Scott I and Fraser Carroll it's like incredible really but Carlos did, he's just, did he's Scott just I, no one can did, guess it no if you already were up for a little point Scott I like you say because of the, the subs that came on were you wouldn't if you'd have told me that at the start of the season I'd be like you are nuts you know what's going on here just yeah, shows Scott, though doesn't it that we have got probably a little bit more um, options than we may, maybe think sometimes. You were up front for half an hour with Scott High. It was a... It was a yeah. No, no, it was... <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. Um, as well, because, um, you know, in this in this game, you know, it's tough. Um, a tough part of the game was, that you know, in the 31st minute, um, Daz, you know, we've seen Daz Hobson, who I think we all kind of know a little bit, don't we? And he, um, you know, put a, a tweet which was quite sad really didn't he the other day uh, and the club rallied round and you know had a, a minute 31st minute applause for him you know and Daz has shown what a real fighter he is as well and there's the the scenes at the end with Carlos and you know his little son uh, Marcos as well walking around some really nice touches but you know as nice as that was it's a really sort of sad underlying theme and I think all of us would want to wish Daz the very best and you know it, it's easy to say keep fighting isn't it you know to him but you know if he ever needs any of us you know just for a chat or wants to one of us to go over and you know just to sit with him and talk about football or whatever you know we're we're all open for you dad so um please use us if you want cozy uh, get fired in mate oh man it, it puts life in perspective doesn't it i mean i think i think when we all saw that tweet in the week it's kind of like i think you know we all know people i think some formless lives whether we work with them or family that been affected by cancer and it's such a such a cruel disease and obviously you know we've known Daz's story and, and the banner and, and the way the club this is what I love about the club it, it's it's got its mojo back it's it's there for the community and you know things that we saw on Friday night obviously with the applause and at the end you know with Carlos and bringing it the shirt on as well and it was it was kind of real t- tear-jerking stuff to be honest with you Matt and but again in in such an honourable time you know for Everyone concerned, such pride though. You know, I sat there thinking, this is my club. We're on 
TV and we're doing the stuff with the right with the values because some people might say I don't give a shit about the values let's just win the games let's get promotion but for me it matters everything about the values mate and, and whatever I do doesn't matter what you know way work for me it matters what we're about and that 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 just showed the strength and togetherness and and I, I really hope that it kind of gives Dad some more strength and he's shown he's shown enough already but it's uh, anyone could fail to be moved with that on on Friday and again I just kind of for me again, it's back to like 2017, and even before that, under under Dean, it's just the pride that we're a proper club, you know. We look after our own, and uh, yeah, and fair and credit to the Barnsley fans as well, who obviously the word must have got around as well, and they were joining in. So, yeah, real tough, tough moment, but yeah, it puts it all in perspective, doesn't it? We're excited to you know have a stab at the Premier League again, but in reality, it's nothing really. It's just a game of football. Yeah, echo. I think echo for nods from you, Phil, and uh, and pause as well, isn't it? So, um, we'll move on. Let me read some comments out on YouTube. Let me just drag my screen across. So, all of those on YouTube. Thank you for watching. Uh, sorry if the stream keeps stopping and starting at times. That's a uh, chesty net over here for you. Um, if we just start at the very top, and we'll start from the beginning. So Dan Porritt had the first word from there, which was nice to see, Pos. Uh, Bez5678 says, all I wanted was one, just one season of mid-table mediocrity. But no, not town. Instead, <laughs> we have the emotional ringer of the playoffs. I'd like Sheffield United in the semis, but anyone bar Millwall for me. Uh, Johnny Goggs says, evening, lads. Sorry to, sorry to put in after that first comment, but I was talking to a lad on training. We're only like young guy, my friend's, kind of a friend who plays cricket and says, you don't know you're born. In the last 10, 12 years, all you've known is promotions or battling to stop up. It's like incredible, isn't it? There's other stuff, mid-table mediocrity and, you know, season after season, we're, we're either fighting the step or go down. It's it's incredible, isn't it? It's, it's like this year we were we were saying, like, just give us a calm season and here we go again, mate, blood pressure tablets. Uh, I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, that is generally what a lot of us wanted, isn't it? Just to finish 12th. Just, just twelfth of the Dunners, and then we'd have been, we'd actually been quite happy. We sat here third, aren't we? Morning, like wankers. <laughs> but there we go. Um, anyway, um, Johnny Gog says, "Evening, lads. Never felt in my, uh, never felt in any doubt on Friday night, which is an unusual feeling. Might say injuries are a worry, but I would fancy us over two legs against anyone, regardless." Um, Bez five six seven eight uh, says, "Sinani is frustrating, but what a ball in to Toffolo." Uh, Steve Blackburn says, happy we're in the playoffs. Town can't do boring end of seasons. It's either scrapping for survival or trying to go via the playoffs. Uh, Terry 7 and 2 says, if Bournemouth and Forest both lose or draw, do we still play our strongest team versus Coventry? Uh, I think Phil's covered that. John Pearson says, I'd sign him uh, with regards to Sinani, but I think uh, I think that we have the option to buy. Uh, just scanning down now. Uh, Mike, Terry 7 and 2 says, these playoffs remind me of when we lost to Peterborough. I'm going to skip that. Um Chin up, Mike. Steve Blackburn says, I'd hope... Mike! I know. Come on, Mike. Uh, Steve Blackburn says, I'd hope if we lost in the playoffs... What's with it losing in the playoffs stuff? What's going on here? Um, Many... (laughs) We can rebuild, considering how Carlos, etc. have done with spending next to nothing shows uh, how well we've done. Um, Yeah, and Terrier72 says, I read that in the summer, there will be £2.6 billion worth of footballers available on free transfers in the summer. Uh, With that, with regards to that, he probably wouldn't pay the £1 million for Sinani, as we could probably get someone better. Uh, then there's Jerry Statt. Uh, Johnny Gogg says, if we lose Sauber in the summer, retaining Sinani would keep a quality set piece taker on the books, which is a good point. Uh, just scrolling down now. JF says they were there for the taking. I found it frustrating that we didn't push on uh, and put four past them, but it felt like no one wanted to get booked or injured, which is probably true. Uh, and Poz, 
pause Dan Porritt saying anyone any thoughts on who you'd like in the playoffs so that's going to come up next so thanks everybody for uh, joining us online if you could click on the like button uh, that would be fantastic because what that does is it just puts um, the podcast in front of Matt, other people uh, that's a good point other town fans that's a good point that last tweet and I bet we'll, we'll have to wait probably for Dave and Steve's uh, podcast a little bit more in depth but how many of our guys are near getting banned for the playoffs and, and stuff on yellow cards and I should have probably none through it you know, Ooh. none. There's a reset point, isn't there? Um, that's that yeah. we've just passed. So there's a reset point that we've recently passed in the last few weeks. So uh, it would probably take a, two or three bookings for anyone to come near. But a yeah, red card obviously changes yeah. that. Nabisar, were we going to come on to him, Matt? Or is, or is yeah, I'd just throw in. No, no, throw in with Nabisar. He, was, he wasn't, on the, wasn't on it. The resurgence of Nabisar. And we are having a bit of a, a row with someone in the pub like after saying, oh, you know, Nabisar, we should be looking to sign him on for another couple of years. But I said, well, look, Nabisar, if I'm Nabisar at that age, he wants to be playing regular football. And I honestly think that he's come in here with a bit between his teeth thinking, I want to show I'm a bit more than God, than the kind of a, oh, I sound really rude, this, but like, you know what I mean? That kind of comical kind of figure. And that's when I'm a good defender, I'm a good footballer. I'm going to enhance the Seal Town's chance of going up rather than, oh my God, we've got to rely on this guy, which probably a few of us will start with, you know, Matty Pearson out on that as well. But I think he's been absolutely sensational. And he's such an asset in the box as well. I mean, what he did at Borough on Monday. And again, you know, like on Friday, really, really smart. Obviously not, you know, given much of a, you know, kind of a, a battle really. I thought Woodrow would pull for, for Barnsley. But all of a sudden from maybe thinking this guy could be a liability in the, uh, in the playoffs, I, I think he's going to be a real asset. And, I think I've noticed a little bit as well that he's, he's shifting the ball a little bit quicker and that as well, where I kind of think of sometimes last year and maybe the movement's a bit better, I don't know. And certainly seen it through Drunken Eyes on Friday, probably you're better to tell me than, than others. But I'm really being impressed with what he's done when he's come in. He looks, he looks the man. He looks smart. I'm up, I'm not setting him up for a fall. But to me, it's like he doesn't weaken the team with, with Saar kind of doing what he's doing and that as well in the last few games. I thought he was outstanding well, on Let's look at it one way, because let, let's look at last season and Huddersfield Town's minus, were it minus 71 or something daft? It was, it was something ridiculous, wasn't it, last, the goal difference <laughs> last year? I don't think it was that big. But we look at you look at the goal difference last year and the amount of goals we conceded and the type of goals we conceded and some of the errors Naby Saar was making. But then you start to think, you know, what, what are the reasons for these errors? And you look at what he's had around him and, you know, I'll, I'll happily let you slate Richard Keogh until the cows come home. But, you know, he's got Richard Keogh one side of him. Uh, Ryan Schofield, bless him, behind him. And we all we all like Ryan. But, you know, Ryan, the problem Ryan's had is he's very much, you know, you throw, the, you throw a cross into the box on the penalty spot 10 times. Four times he might come and get it. Four times he might stay at home. And two times he might come and flap at it. And it's that sort of uh, indecision around him, which maybe doesn't bring out the best of Naby. But now he's got Tom Lees. And Tom Lees is magnificent. I can't ever say enough good things about Tom Lees. He's so good at the back, so reliable and steady. Um, you know, he's got Tom Lees there. He's got Lee Nichols. Lee Nichols is unflappable. Um, the, you know, the Football League Awards are tonight. And, you know, if Lee Nichols doesn't get, you know, goalkeeper of the year for the championship, I know there's a few Huddersfield fans will be burning the FA, you know, the champ Sky Bet Championship headquarters down, won't they? Uh, but, you know, he's got a different t- type of player around him now, Nabisar, which, you know, obviously brings out a different side of him. And, you know, you play Naby in the middle of a three as well and let him do what he does best, and which is use his pace to cover and just win that first ball. And he's he's a really good option. Um, and he's proved as well in a four against, you know, with Tom Lees as well. He's He's got that ability as well. Yes, he may still have the odd 
blip here and there, you know, in what he does. But we've changed the style of play as well. That's another thing. You know, we were trying to play out from the back whatever last season. And this year we've got, you know, it, we're very much, you know, safety first. We do play out and it's safety first. And I think things like that uh, take away some of the risk, uh, you know, in terms of Naby Sarr. And he's looked better for, you know, the complete change around in, you know, in personnel and the way that we play. And fair play, Naby's come in and he looks he looks absolutely fresh. You know, and Jordan Rhodes, they both look really fresh, raring to go. And it's a real, uh, real feather in the cap and a real sort of, um, nod to them that how professional and decent they are that they've they've waited all season for these opportunities and they haven't kicked off they haven't sulked and they've come in and they're going to go right I'm having it now I'm going to take this shirt and I think that's really brilliant from both of them uh, and uh, you know and it really says a lot about the professional ability of uh, of both players and Naby in particular and I thought it was really good how uh, you know they allowed him to break his fast you know five minutes before half time you know the other night as well and it was really nice to see the support of everyone around him and the you know and Pause and everyone's in the South dancing and he's electric. And, you know, I think Naby Sao will be feeling, you know, he's, he's big enough as it is, but, you know, he'll probably feel 10 feet tall at the minute because he's playing well. He's well loved at Huddersfield and, and long may that continue. There you I go. agree, man. I think, it, I think it's testament to a lot of players' character this season. And obviously we've highlighted Naby Sao there, but there's there's a few others. In. There's somebody like Josh Caroma, who one of those I were a little bit, oh, if he's not playing week in, week out, you know, will he sort of take his bat and ball on? But, you know, fair play to, to you know, players like Karoma that were, you know, one of the major players last year, weren't they? Let's be honest, Karoma, without him, we, you know, potentially, you know, would have would have been relegated without the way that he played. And he, he's done exactly the same. He's waited for his opportunities and, and come in and, and played, um, you know, as if he's never been away, which I think is an absolute testament to himself. But also to the coaching staff and backroom staff who have drilled this, this sort of team mentality and squad mentality into them all. So, yeah, long may it continue. I didn't think Naby could have probably waited an extra five minutes before he ran off or something to eat, I'm have to say. <laughs> I've spoken to um, Worthy and, and Danny Schofield recently about um, about the squad and stuff, and um, they, they keep talking about how good the characters are in this squad, and I, I keep going over it and over again, and it, it does make a difference. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Um, the, the lads who have been brought in are, are real leaders and the changing rooms totally changed. Um, but I think these kind of players like Nabisar and, and Karoma through the season are massive. me being a... They've got to perform straight away. One, because obviously the, the results are key. And two, obviously, you know the fans are going to get on your back, because we do. 
Um, and, and like you just said there, Foz, like Naby Sarr, the way that he's come in, um, hasn't played for a while, comes in and performs like he does, uh, is brilliant. Now, these players sometimes do respond like that and then if they get over the games, they get found out a little bit. Um, and it's probably why they jump from club to club because they come in and, and, and do a good job. Everything's nice and rosy. They get to the table and then and then things kind of change. So, um, but I think they're, they're so valuable to to a, a team like ours, or well, to any team that are, that are trying to, you know, progress progress up the league. That I think they do go under the radar. And they, you know, it, it does go the, the work they do does go unnoticed. And, and like you said, Posey, I think it's it's right that you you acknowledge how well these players are doing, and 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 you know, it's, it's really pleasing to see when it comes off. And like you say, the lads, you know, singing singing his name in the stands, it's brilliant. And 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 you're right, it does. It gives them a massive lift. It really does. You stand ten feet taller. I've said this last year, year before. Fans make a massive difference, and and for me, seeing from the other side of the ground, the cowshed have been have been brilliant again. Um, even when we're not playing well, so it can work because even when we're not playing well, he's still singing, and it does make a difference to your team. And we've been singing even though we haven't been playing well, um, and it t- makes a massive difference to the squad. It really does because you know that everybody's behind you, even if you're struggling. I'm going to roll roll on now. So we uh, tweeted earlier, uh, or I tweeted earlier from the account, uh, who we would like in the playoffs. Now it's confirmed. You know, I never really wanted to touch this subject before because it felt like touch wood, jinx and everything. Um, not that I'm overly superstitious, but you just feel like you're tempting fate a bit. Uh, so now we can finally say, with the playoffs confirmed, who would you like to see as against? Uh, quite, I was relatively surprised by the answer. Um 4.8% said Nottingham Forest, which I'm not surprised about because Nottingham Forest have, have proven to be on an excellent run. Uh, 68.7% said Luton Town, which did surprise me because Luton Town are a club playing without pressure at the minute and they are on a similar wave to us as well, full of good characters uh, with a manager who's really got them fired up and they are a difficult side. I, don't, I would think not many would want to play against Luton Town. Uh, Sheffield United, 214 and 5.2% for the others. Some of the comments that came through, so Dag Barnett says, we play we play whoever and give it our best shot. Thanks, Dag. Uh, Johnny Gillespie says, could stomach, lose it. could stomach losing to Luton and Sheffield United can't cope with losing to Forest. Sheffield United semis Luton in the final. And HTFC opinion says Luton, and not because I think Luton are poor, far from it. I just fear the other two more. Um, and we've also got an ideal scenario with Sheffield United in the semis and Luton beat Forest. Uh, and then Ian Littlewood at the end says, I would like to see us against Barnsley. So there we go. So <laughs> unfortunately, Ian, that's not going to be possible. But yeah, so um, it seems to me that, you know, Luton uh, and are, are the popular choice. Um, I, I don't, I can see, I can see pros and cons for all three, to be honest with you. I would probably be slightly more comfortable with Sheffield United maybe. But even then, if yeah, they, Matt, cl- if right, they click, it's, right, you know, it's really difficult. Right, Just because you're mates with Graham Bandera now, you, you've gone all pro Middlesbrough, uh, haven't you? <laughs> hey, I'll get you a discounted uh, bit of that. Don't you worry. But uh, no, they've still got three games that they could. Part of you does think that as it passed them by, but they still could get in there and that as well. But it's uh, yeah, I'd still put them in the mix and all. They were in the other other section. So if we look at it, there's two games left for Sheffield United. There are five points ahead of Middlesbrough, who've got three games. So. Um, Sheffield United need four points really to from from two games, a win and a draw. To uh, I, I haven't got in front of me who they're playing exactly, but they, you know, let's have a look. Sheffield United fixtures. Uh, so Sheffield United have got QPR away and Fulham at home. That is tough for Sheffield United. So yeah, so they're not not completely not out of that yet. Whereas Middlesbrough 
let's have a look who Middlesbrough have got here for you, Cosmo. Middlesbrough have got Stoke at home. Stoke are flying as well, oddly, aren't they, at the minute? And Preston yeah. away. So, yeah. Um, yeah got and Cardiff at home. That, so, yeah, Middlesbrough have got a really good chance, actually. The biggest load of bollocks that I hear year in, year out, there's a team that comes in late and they, no, bollocks, it hardly ever happens like that. It hardly <laughs> ever happens like that. So I'm not worried about Sheffield United if they get in. I know there's talk of Billy Sharp, the perennial Luddersill basher uh, getting fit and, and what have you and that as well. But I just think it's about expectation and I totally agree with what you said there, Matt, about Luton Town. I think it, it, it looks, I think if you're probably pricing it up now, I think Luddersill Luton game's looking pretty... Not certain, but it's looking very likely. But I, I, I would be mad. I'd really want that second leg to be at, uh, at the John Smiths. And well, is it, what is, the, is it four point gap now between? It, it ought to be really. But I think that'd be so big. I wouldn't want to go to Kenworth Road anytime soon. I think what's impressed me with Luton is we bet them, Matt. And, and I thought that was such a big win for us. And, and it was a real deflating defeat for them. And I was interested to see where they were going to go. They bounced they back, down. though. Forest, mate. They played Forest Good Friday straight. They were up in the beat, mate, and they would deserved it. And that is going to be such a, a tough game. And honestly, I was saying I've done that uh, podcasting again for the uh, Dave Prutton. I'll just start on name drop and what have you. But and I did say the word P-I-S-S, but I put the froth that would boil with a Udersil Luton final. I don't know how that could happen. Maybe now would froth be. boiling, <laughs> mate. That, that would be awesome. Imagine that the because these others like Forest, they divine right to be there. I just, it's so fascinating. It's so exciting that we're in there. And it's fascinating that, you know, I just don't know which way it's going to go. But I, from a personal point of view, I prefer the Friday and the Monday combo just because I'd rather have my Saturday off. But I just think in it, we've just got to give it its best shot. My, my biggest worry more than, than any of the teams, Matt, is who's going to be fit for us because it's okay saying, yeah, we can rest players, but. We're talking about an hamstring. I mean, I've heard from a couple of people who reckon they know Danny Ward, who's seen him and blah, blah, and he's walking all right. But it's all right walking in Ikea. I think someone said he wore or whatever. But <laughs> one, th- one thing, running in a semi-final of a playoff when you're trying to get £130 million, you know, in the bank and that as well. So it's they're always, they're a bit awkward out there, these injuries that we've got. And obviously, Sober's the big one. It were a bit, it's been a bit of an awful week, hasn't it, really, with that? You know, obviously, with some of the crutches celebrating with the fans and then... You know, we're trying, trying to get to somehow people that I know at the club, but how bad is he? And then, obviously, a specialist and then Andy K proper launched into me on the Twitter, which was funny, saying, well, where would he go, you know, if he's got he a problem? He knows and throw it, yeah. Yeah, but, but my kind of point was there, it's like, shit, this sounds really serious, but I can totally get what Andy's saying and that as well. So, it's more that our injuries that worry me rather than the teams that we're going to play. I know it don't make for good debate for your uh, little section here, Matt, sorry. No, I think that section's pretty much over. I... I... I see pros and cons in all three. Um, Phil again. Phil was seem to be in agreement. You know, with Luton are a tough, you know, a, you know, tough outfit. And Poz, Poz was quite quiet, wasn't he? Poz, I think Poz fears the play. I think Poz fancies we could get second, to be honest. So, um, so yeah. If we were going to talk about teams you wouldn't want, I, I don't want fancy going to Millwall. Not because I think they're a great team. Uh, just because I have flashbacks to you got PTSD from 2010. <laughs> yeah, just just what what sort of atmosphere they can. Rob. Oh yeah, Williams. Uh, you know, Robbie Williams was too scared to go get both to have yeah. a throw in. So I, I dare say we've probably got a little bit of a stronger character in this team than that now. But that that just kind of haunts me a little bit. I think that I was going to 
Luton thing as well, Matt. I think a lot of people potentially just looked at the names of the squads. Luton, small team, you know, historically not very good. It's easy to think, oh, they'll be pretty easy to beat. Good side. Good side. I don't think, you know, they're at the moment they are, they are a decent side. And I think that'd be an interesting battle, us and Luton in a semi-final across two. Similar styles. Yeah, similar styles, aren't they? But they're a little bit more direct yeah, than us, yeah. but, you know, the, on and off the ball, you know quite similar. Shape-wise. This is going to be controversial, but I don't think our fan base has got the hunger Luton have got. And there's no doubt about it. The intensity in there. You don't get people walking out when we've clinched the place in the third place, nearly third or fourth in the place like we had on Friday. And I get the game we've done and I get it with cold and what have you, but they're, they're really hungry. They're where we were. We were living and breathing. We everyone waiting for the celebrations. We didn't have that on Friday. I looked around. Loads had gone. Yeah, I think, I think the difference there, though, because we can have word being a bit smaller it's not going to be as intense and I, I was going to say I agree with you I think if second leg's at home I know we're historically very bad in playoffs at home we've never won a home leg as well let's be honest no. but I think if we could, if we played Luton away and even if they beat us 1-0 I'd be confident that we can create an atmosphere in, in stadium yeah. that would that would see us over uh, especially this season and I fully agree and I think they are us aren't they in 2017 Luton are what we were like I think we're uh, Reading we're Reading this is this is what worries me yeah, we're, we, like, we we're, we're like Reading aren't we <laughs> Again, you know, and Chris Diffishinland and all that, but it's it just made me, you know, yes. that bubble came up like a dream bubble thinking because when it yeah. came up last year, I'm thinking, God, I'd give all for that back again, and now it could be here again. It's like, yeah. oh my god, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just that you know, we, we we were in the Premier League a few years ago, and like Posse's right, I think. You know, there's a lot of fans just go, I don't want to go back there. It was horrible. And there's a lot, there is a lot of that, isn't there? There's a lot of sort of trepidation about going back to the Premier League because it's full of absolute knobs, isn't it? Everywhere you look, you know, <laughs> it is the, the, the media, the opposition fans, Scudamore, the people that run it. I, I cannot stand Jamie Carragher on Sky Sports. I just, you know, and everyone on there and the agendas that they have are just so, ugh. but I want it back. I want it back. Give it, bring it on. <laughs> bring it. Phil, would you take nine months of pain and maybe a, I don't know, a 13-point season, we win four games, we get battered every week, but come back a better club and, and do everything that we didn't do before and not get set up, you know, because part of me thinks, oh, well, let's be honest, it's not as good a squad as what we had before, but that doesn't mean to say we couldn't do something special again, but it's just, I know, we, maybe this is the chat after the playoffs, but I don't know, I just, there's something just not, I don't feel the vibe like with the fans like it is, and I, Matt, you maybe give it the nail on the head, I can't work it out, but it didn't feel on Friday night like a town or a stadium that were believing and bouncing that, you know, the play playoffs are coming again and the crowd were a bit poor and, you know, with the, the numbers in the stadium and it were discounted. I, I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. And it's a bit sad, really. I we, think. We, we won't take 38,000 to Wembley if we get to the final either. Not like uh, last time. We will struggle for 30 because people have I been there and done it. And Yeah, I was going to say that, Matt. I think because we've, we've had that one one season where we got up where no one ever thought it would be. You know, you touched on people there sort of thinking, would it be a good thing to go up and all that sort of stuff. And I, I'd put myself in that in that category in the fact that in if we'd lost a Reading at Wembley, I'd have been crying or distraught for months mm. and weeks and years probably. Whereas Instead we were crying we, for two years, yeah. Right now, <laughs> yeah. If we didn't if we don't go up this season, I'll just be like Fair enough. You know, we've had a great season. Yeah, I'll be a little bit gutted, but it won't bother me as much as what it would have done then. And I think, I think just sort of moving on the agenda on a little bit, um, it's just the scale of the achievement to get to where we've got to as it is. 
I think people underestimate that achievement. So you've far. stolen Cozzy's bit, or the you're stealing Cozzy's bit. I'll move yeah. on to it. I'll move on to it. <laughs> on, I think that's probably why we're not as aggressive in a celebration, shall we say? We're not getting full houses because the the people that turn up for the big games and stuff, they've, they've done it. They've, they've they've had that moment in the sun, shall we say, when we got promoted. And for me, I think that's probably what's you know, a town seventeen thousand is probably about right. I don't know if that's. That's what they gave out. and probably looked a little bit less in there. Uh, and the average is, average is that, yeah. Also, there might be Bradford City but... fans watching you now thinking, just tuned in on miraculously and like, thinking, <laughs> Christ, when we got, if you did, when we got in the Premier League, if we did like four years later after being crap for three of them in between, like had a chance to get back in, you live it, you breathe it, you, you get it, you want it, you want to go back there and look at them now. You know, I just wondered like in a few years' time that, God, let's hope it doesn't happen. But I don't know. We, we float back to League One and we're mid-table. We look back like, bloody hell, do you remember 2022 when we won two asked about yeah, you know, yeah. going to Premier League? It's unbelievable. It's madness, isn't it? What's, what, Phil, talk us. Get some sense on this broadcast, man. It, it, it's, it's a bit surreal listening to you all, to be honest, because I'd be devastated if we don't go this year. Because I just want us to be in the top. And, and, and irrelevant as of being in there already, I want to go back again. And, and you hit the nail on the head. I want to go back again, but do it properly this time. Mm. So get get the players in that that, that want to fight for a shirt for Huddersfield and, and that really want to. They've never played in the Premier League before and want to prove themselves. Do you know what I mean? I want I want us to, to get to that kind of. I'm not bothered about what the rest of these fans say. Like oh, Legion United fans, like take it, Mickey out of us. You know, oh, what, what do they have a higher attendance than us the other day for under 23 game? Who cares? Nottingham Forest fans talking about how crap we are. I'm not bothered about anybody else. I'm bothered about what we do as a club. And, and I want well, it to so be, I like and, it. And, yeah, but it's right, though, because you just, you, you've, you've said it today. Like, like the values of the club, it's it's getting back to where it needs to be. The, the thing for Daz the other day was unbelievable. Everybody stood up, and my, my little lad stood up and started clapping. This is what we're clapping at. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> We just need to play as high as we can and, and, and try as hard as we can, as simple as that. I'll be devastated if we don't get into the playoff final. And I'll be devastated if we do get into it and we lose it. And that's one of the reasons I don't want us to get into it. Because I feel like we've been spoiled. And I will be gutted if we go to Wembley and we get into Wembley. I'll be absolutely gutted. Because I just think it's we, we don't get these chances often. And and we want to make the most of it. We definitely do. And if and if our squad is nowhere near as good as what it was last time when because it isn't, who cares? And who cares if we're going to the Premier League? I don't. If we go up and we lose every game and we come out the worst team in history to be in the Premier League, I could care less. I just want to be in there and I want this team to get better and better and better over the years. That's just my opinion. But <laughs> I think that's clippable. It's I'm clippable, sorry. isn't it? I can do a Brady and clip that. That's decent. This is why we have Phil yeah. on the podcast, <laughs> isn't it? This is why radio. <laughs> this is why Phil's a sought after uh, pundit. You know, you've been on. Uh, you've been on. Huddersf- you've been on the Huddersfield Town uh, official YouTube one, and you know, you know, we, we better keep. You know, this is what happens. We best uh, best keep you under under lock and key, Phil. You'll be going on to Sky Sports at this rate. But you know, oh, yeah, so <laughs> yeah. So those injuries, just to touch, on, just to finish those injuries, Pearson uh, seems to be still in a neck brace. Uh, neck brace, a knee brace. Uh, seems a little bit unlikely to feature before the end of the season. Colwell's got a hip injury. Um, I don't think we'll see him the last two games and the, the worry with Colwell as well is that every injury has to be signed you know uh, for him to play again it all has to be signed off by Chelsea so you know we're also in the laps of you know what Chelsea say uh, whether he's allowed to play in the playoffs uh, you know so- what, I've, not, 
I'm no like psychologist, but some of the last few games before he got injured, so many times he had his hands on his hips, and, and I'm thinking he looks knackered. Oh, there's there's kind of a problem in that as well. But yeah, massive spiders just appeared in front of my laptop. I'm off. I'll be back. Is he is he burning his house down? Um, so the other He's one. Scared so... of the spider <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, I think your clippable moment's just been usurped by Cozzy running away from a spider. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, st- I ain't seen it. It's probably yeah, time. I know. I know. We're like David Speedy in his prime. Uh, yeah, so Sorber. So th- th- there are some rumours about Sorber's uh, knee. Um, there's no, But, you know, we'll stick to the official line, which is no time scale on a return. Um, and uh, Danny Ward hamstring, um, no time scale either. And but like I say, Cosy said, Cosy said walking around IKEA, but he was walking around the pitch after the game as well, quite freely. But you know, uh, hopefully they uh, these guys will be back as soon as possible. Um, have you sorted out that tarantula, Cos? <laughs> it's gone, mate. <laughs> it's gone on somewhere else. I don't know where, but yeah, it's oh, it should be all right. Hopefully. It's nesting in your pillow upstairs. Uh, yeah, so Cos, uh, before Poz ruined uh, ruined your section there, Poz, uh, just tell us about the scale oh, of the achievement sorry, from Carlos and, uh, you know, you had a little financial graft, didn't you, on I, WhatsApp and stuff? Honestly, I know we shouldn't mention them in here, but I've got quite a few Legion United fans who, who have, have watched our progress and some good ones, believe it or not, that has some good ones. I don't believe a word you just said. Honestly, Matt, do believe it or not, but... And they love, they've kind of saying this is, it's incredible kind of what it's doing. And, you know, there's times I kind of walk away thinking, so I don't think some of our even own fans like appreciate what a job is, is kind of done on that as well. And I know we've talked about here, I, I do honestly think a lot of it is just because, you know, kind of the tub thumping wag. Because the season's gone on. I think Carlos has kind of embraced that. And obviously that were a beautiful sight, wasn't it, on, on Friday night when he brought his young'un on the pitch. And I thought that were really good. And, uh, Honestly, the job he's done is incredible. I cannot think of a of a manager who's, you know, who's certainly in Huddersfield Town, who's took, you know, a team that when were the, you know, we've been we were tipped to go down even by everyone on this pod pretty much. And speak uh, for yourself. Stay up. I, I'm struggling <laughs> to think of a turnaround like this for, from anywhere else. And obviously, there's the manager awards or the EFL awards tonight, and there and it'll be the usual name that will get. It'll be Scott Parker or Silver and what, what have you that will, will win it. But there's we'll no silver, doubt in yeah. my mind. Carlos, 100% should be the manager of the season. Who, who could have done? Honestly, that number of texts you get, don't you? I had you to go down this year. You knack my accumulator for relegation and this, that and the other. And it's just absolutely brilliant what he's done. And I think, again, he's not had the greatest budget. And he's managed to turn players, maybe players that we'd kind of written off, uh, that... You know, I know the recruitment. I mean, we, oh God, I feel so bad because it's all coming back to me now. What we Don't were feel bad. Don't feel bad about it, Cosy. Phil, because we were saying this like, these are not Carlos's players. As yeah. if Carlos would want a, re- a re- reject keeper from MK Dons. As if Carlos had want like a, a centre half that kind of loot and didn't want a big kind of guy who was like, no frills. And because, and I think the best thing for me is that he come up, we were on about this football, this kind of Bielsa, again, mentioning Bielsa style football, but it's nothing like that. And he's had to, he's had to tinker what he really wanted to do and get the players to kind of, to buy in on that as well. We're playing a different way to last season, Phil. And I think that's brilliant for a coach, especially a young age like that to kind of think, right, okay, I've got a, I'd love to kind of play this way, but we can't really. And to get everyone to buy in and to do what he's done, I think it's brilliant, mate. And, 
what I love about his team, he's so hard working and that as well. You get Danny Ward, it's incredible, mate. I'd love to see the running figures it's, this season. He's just chasing lost causes and, and stuff and people kind of racing in and putting pressure on the keeper and, and stuff like that as well. It's he's, he's brilliant, mate, what he's done. I can't believe, you know, what he has done. And let's be honest, I, I don't shout for manager's heads, but I, I'd have been not too bothered if he'd have gone. Most people have been happy to say goodbye to him and that as well. And I know he flashed up on the skin on Friday and again caused division in the fans, but Phil could have easily pushed the button and he didn't. And we're reaping the rewards for that bit I of quality. Missed, um, I missed his Matty Pearson the other day. Uh, I seen a, he had a picture of him at Disneyland. I says, what are you doing at Disneyland? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and I just kind of said, like, I can't believe, I can't believe like the, the development of, of him, him himself. I said, he's even like pinging balls into the middle of the pitch straight. He used to be like a curly toe, like swinging around players. But you can see, because like you said there, like the work that he's done with these kind of players is is unbelievable. You know, it's it's like I, I said at the start, didn't I, about Matty? I said, you know, good player, put 100% in, but I didn't think he was the right kind of player for us. Proved me wrong. We've said it about a lot of players, haven't we? Uh, Phil, how do players say uh, How do players kind of think? Because to me, it's like, do, you hear it a lot now, especially in modern game, that the players have got to buy into this and... The players has got to believe into this, and 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 it's like part of me thinks, well, hang on a minute, you're a footballer. The manager tells you what to do, and you should do it, or else you're out of the team. But modern day football ain't like that, Phil, is it? Because to do what Carlos wants people to do, do that dirty work and that as well. It's you've got to have people kind of buying. And how does that kind yeah. of work in in a dressing room? Do you because like you mentioned, there are players that are not in there. They're part of the dynamic of the dressing room, and it just feels like everyone's just all all over. What if he said like? run through a brick wall tomorrow or on Cooper Bridge roundabout with no clothes on people would you know we've talked about some of these players you know we've talked about Tom Lees Matty Pearson these kind of players I think sometimes at certain points of the career need that and I think you know this this identity Wagner had it when, when, when he first turned up this identity some players need it and I think it, it kind of rejuvenates the, the career it, it, it revitalises it. It, it it's it's something that sometimes is needed in, in a person's career and Certain players do well at certain clubs, don't they? And I think a lot of our players are responding really well to what Carlos wants to do. Um, and like we've mentioned before, it's on the whistle. Bang, 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 bang. Players are working. It's high intensity. And, 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 and it goes throughout the club. So everybody in the club buys into it. Um, how long that, that can last for, I don't know. You only have to look at Bielsa and, and, and the way that he went through. And I know they had a lot of injuries at Leeds, but is it something that, that can last that intensity? I've got a funny feeling Carlos has kind of looked at, at what's going on at Leeds and, and he's had a lot of input from some of the, you know, like Danny Worthy, etc. And, and and I think they've, they've, they've kind of come to an agreement of a, a certain way that they all want to play, uh, reading between the lines. Um, and, and that's from last year. So they probably had a meeting there, what's gone right, what's gone wrong from last year. Players have had a little bit of input and I think you can see that now because I think you can still see the kind of, the, the way that Carlos wants to play um, but they've got their own kind of stamp on it as well of, of the players, and and, and it, it does it really does help. I can't, I just can't believe the the transformation in Matty Pearson, and you know I'll, I will hold my hands up. And, and even though he's a mate, I didn't think it was the right kind of move for us. Uh, and I'm so pleased that it's been proved wrong. And and that's down to the it's down to the gaffer, it's down to the staff, it's down to the gaffer, and it's down to the individual players that they're choosing. And I think first and foremost, it's got to be a certain type of character. Um, and I think they've, they've obviously they've chosen well, haven't they? Oh, it's going to be up property in here after this season if we don't, you know, even if we do go up, to be honest with you, and that as well, yeah. because 
people will be thinking, God, how's he got a tune out of some of these guys? But hey, mate, if he brings Rwanda on and they play a final and he scores a winner, then, mate, we might as well be done with football. He's completed I saw, it. I saw, I saw, he would have an Instagram or a tweet from him tonight, I think it was, or maybe yesterday, and I was like, oh, I forgot about him. <laughs> if he, do you know what I mean? This, this, this Aaron Rowe, where's he? You know, he was fantastic, wasn't he, last year? I, I, B-team, please, please, only a sub I, can, I on, can I not be on the podcast when it when we have to go through uh, our predictions uh, from the start of the season? Can I not be on it? Because I think mine were absolutely shambolic. <laughs> not the only one, I'm afraid. Not the only one. I think <laughs> I think <clears throat> I think Matty Glenn did all right, and the rest of us were an absolute shambles. Oh. Um, but you know, never mind. Uh, yeah. So to finish off, uh, it's the, like you say, cause it's the AFL awards. Um, I think Lee Nichols will get get the goalkeeper award. Um, I'll be very surprised if he doesn't. Uh, other than that, I think Steve Cooper, Nathan Jones are up there with Carlos out there, really. But you kind of st- still think they'll probably just give it Marco Silva because it tends to be what they do, isn't it? But uh, other than that, I don't think they're, they're up and out yet. So I'm just checking the Skybet Championship Twitter feed and they don't seem to have done anything yet. It's 10 o'clock and they still haven't done anything yet. So, you know, we'll find out tomorrow, won't we, if uh, if any of the town players are in. I, I personally would have had Lewis O'Brien and Lee Nichols in the championship team of the year, but they seem to sort of go for more of those with um, with goals and assists, don't they? So Lewis probably won't be in. But like you guys, who are you guys going for? It's sort of championship. Who's who's impressed you most? If 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 uh, Poz is looking worried now because he doesn't take much notice sometimes at other teams. Do I like Poz? that Brennan Johnson at Forest. I hope he ain't going to do us in there. A playoff game, I love him, mate. And he's good. Class, mate. Isn't he? I, mean, I used to like his old man and all, mate. I mean, that shows. Yeah, uh, all right. That shows my age, but I used to like David Johnson as a footballer. But yeah, he looks good, and uh, yeah, honestly, yeah, for our team, it's it's brilliant. And you know what? It's, it's <laughs> I were on a I'm on that many town discussion groups. Probably like everyone like WhatsApp and that as well. But Sam Johnston, like they had to pull out the England squad, and you're thinking, bloody hell, he's not. He can't lay a glove on where. Lee Nichols this season. Why ain't he being talked up as an England man? Or are we just getting too carried away now? I think that's a bit too We're always biased to his own players, aren't we? You only only see his own players and we only concentrate on his own players. So we don't know 100% how Sam Johnson's done, have we? So, I mean, he's a good keeper in in himself, you know, played against us and, and, you know, Nichols looked a lot better. But, um, yeah, you know, it's like you said there, Matt Lees, you know, everybody, we've, we've loved watching him up with this season. He's been an absolute revelation, but, you know, there's some quality in this league. There really is. And um, it'd be interesting to see what this team looks like. It'd be interesting to see if they, I'm presuming they'll pick a manager. Um, we'll just go for a, a famous name, but, you know, Luton and Town, you look at, you look, well, yeah, potentially, yeah. You wouldn't surprise uh, me, no, but you know, you, 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 these experts and these, you know, like I say, we watch our team and, you know, there'll be someone at Luton saying it, there'll be X, Y, and Z at Luton, someone at Forest saying X, Y, and Z. So it's, I always take these, you know, these sort of awards with a bit of a, you know, half an eye on who, who was awarded it and how much have they actually seen of these players because, you know, Premier League, everybody watches it, doesn't it, you know, match it day and all that. I can't see many people watching, you know, EFL on Quest, you know, on a regular basis. So how much do these players... How much of these people who are awarding these awards actually know? Um, I know we are biased, but you know, manage, manage, for, they're voted by the players, aren't they? These ones are player votes. Yeah. These ones. Oh, if that, if the, if the players voting, then that's a little bit different, I suppose. But um, I think Mitrovic yeah. might get some. You never know, dear. Maybe. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think managers, managers though, you've got to look at, you know, Carlos is, is definitely in running. You're looking at, you know, there's, there's players that he's worked with and the, the value of, you know, his squad. Uh, I think Kieran, is it Kieran Maguire from Price of Football tweeted some other day about the um, values of the squad, you know, to assemble. I th- I must be based on uh, last season's accounts, obviously, but I think ours were around about 17 million and, and Fulham and Bournemouth were, well, I know Fulham were over 200 and Bournemouth weren't close. So, you know, I'd imagine Luton were even less than us. So for, for Town and Luton to be where they are, you know, it's got to be one of those for me. Not not just a, not just a name or oh, Nottingham Forest have done well or Fulham have... <laughs> any, any of us could... Uh... Patrick Stewart against Reading just later. <laughs> That's <laughs> Bournemouth yeah. and Fulham, any of us <laughs> could potentially manage them to get to get promoted. So, yeah, I think they need to start thinking outside the box a little bit more. But well, the team of the year will be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I was quiet for a minute because I was just doing the spider cosy in uh, in YouTube. Uh, sorry, not YouTube in Photoshop. Why has he got pictures of you cosy in like loads of different? I just made that. I made that in 45 seconds. It's called talent, mate. Well, That's you, what it is. You made a good point on our, our group about Sky Sports getting it wrong with our finances and stuff. What what were, what were being pointed out? Me? Yeah, don't let me down here. I'll have to bring Oh, it no, it were, uh, it were the only highlights of VFL. It were Colin Murray talking about uh, parachute payments. I can't remember the name of Pundit, but quite rightly corrected him saying, you know, although they've had the parachute payments come down since we've since we've dropped down, we've spent very very little. Um, you know, they were sort of suggesting that because we'd just be you know a bit of lazy journalism really suggesting that just because we'd been in Premier League, you know, in not so distant past that we've got all this money swirling around and we've you know we've spent a lot. And the, the pundit on there is is a, you know is a decent pundit, and he, he quite rightly corrected him saying, look, yeah, they've had the parachute money come in, but they've they've spent next to nothing on players, and you know he, he kind of knew what he was talking about, and it's just sort of a little bit of stuff like that sometimes really wound me up where it's just an obvious thing to say, isn't it? You know, they were in Premier League a couple of years ago. They've obviously got a load of money, so that's why they're at top. And actually, no, it's not. It's not because of that at all. It's because we've got, you know, probably one of the best young managers outside, well, in England at the moment for me. Uh, we don't play exciting and fast football, so they probably don't get the credit that it deserves. But we're, we're from Roy Hudson. Could be worse. Could have Mark Hughes, couldn't we, I suppose. Pots, I'll tell you what, that Joby McEnough don't want us to go up, does he? He's got an issue with us. I don't know if it's that Reading thing a few years ago, but... Or maybe I'm doing a disservice, but he's always got a bit of a edge or a grudge against us, and he's always doing our games. Bugger off, mate! We don't want you for playoffs doing it. And Andy Hinchcliffe definitely does. He hated us, didn't he, when we knocked Sheffield Wednesday out of the playoffs? Oh, he, mate, so he was like we... Chef Wednesday, and he's so. <laughs> when I think Chris Lerva scored, yeah, Chris Lerva scored. He's just like really bitter. He goes, "Oh, there's a yeah. German scoring a penalty. What a surprise!" You know, it's like yeah. <laughs> Get in the sea, sunshine. Right, I think that's probably all we've got time for, unless unless you guys have got anything else that you want to bring up. Oh, t- I was going to say commiserations to Goodfield um, Town's women's team today. They lost yep. the, the final 3-0. I know we kind of get involved in that a little bit. I know it's probably not the main interest of uh, 95% of Goodfield Town supporters is, is the women's team. But, you know, that's off to them for getting through to that uh, League Cup final. And uh, they went down 3-0 to Southampton, but a massive, you know, a massive effort to get there. So... If anybody from Huddersfield Town um, women's team is listening, well, you know, well done for that, and uh, you know, a good achievement. That for, I watched. I did. Before. I did watch an hour of that um, early. It was it was streamed on Facebook, and I watched a, a good hour of it. And to be fair, until the first goal, it was very very even, and they put up a really good 
Mm. really good display against a decent Southampton team. And I think once Southampton scored and they had to open up a bit, they just kind of eventually just picked them off a little bit, which was a shame. But, you know, they did so well, didn't they, to get to the final and, you know, They've done the name of Huddersfield Town really proud, haven't they, in doing what they've done. So, you know, well done to them all for getting to the final. And there's no shame in losing to a good side like Southampton. So uh, all the best to them. And thanks for bringing that up, boss, because it should have been on my agenda. I just got a play, just everyone, (laughs) just to just get behind the town. Look at Sunderland, mate. If you want any convincing that these times we might not want to go, Paul, we might want this. Look at Sunderland. But they're going to probably miss out on the playoffs again. Sheffield Wednesday lost at Wickham again. They're, they've been out of it many times. These are the bloody brilliant times, the best times. Get your asses to the ground, to the games. Come on, let's fill that ground for that semi-final. And I, I still don't think we will. No matter we play, whether we get there Friday or the Saturday game. Come on. You know, I'm not bothered that people maybe not gone all season and coming back. It don't, don't, don't matter about the pride or... You know, I ain't gonna not bothered. We just want all them seats full with town fans. Come on, come back on board. Never mind. Phil said it, you said it tonight. Let's let's get in there. Let's cause some havoc. Let's boil some piss again. Let's do it together. Come on, let's get there. We want to do it. Yeah, 100%. They are actually announcing some awards now on the uh, the AFL thing, but there's nothing uh, in terms of team of the year. There's some good stuff, but it's Mark Hughes got manager year. Uh... Man, to, to, to be fair, did you see that touch from him when the when the crowd threw him the ball and he chested it down and backheeled it to yeah. the guy for the throw? That was class. That <laughs> to be fair, that's Man, a, that's a great job down there. Keep it up, user. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Right, guys, I think that's all we've got time for. So thanks to everybody for listening. Sorry about the little drops in and out, but uh, we'll we'll upload a, a better version for for the audio. Uh, yeah, sorry for Spider Cozzy as well. Uh, also, you know, probably give you nightmares tonight as well as the rest of us. So. Yeah, all right thanks everyone thanks for listening and a good night to you all there's a team that is dear to its followers Colours are bright, blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight And all the while upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say Who can beat the town today? And then the bells will ring so merrily And every ghost shall be a memory So town, play up And bring that cup Back to Huddersfield So town, play up And bring the cup Back to
Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.